Hi, this is Randall Dobbins with Business Partner Blueprint, the world's number one small business accelerator delivering corporate supply chain education and training to women, business owners, minority business owners, and small business owners around the world looking to build legacy businesses that give back. And I'm welcoming you to another episode of the Blueprint Pros Podcast where we discuss how to land big corporate clients. And today, I'm so wonderful I can't stand myself. We are continuing in our 10 core business processes series. If you'll recall, we said that when you're approaching large corporate clients, you want to be uh, core in at least seven of the 10 core business processes because what that says is that you are ready to do business. Yes, you can probably get along with uh, not being core in all of them, but if you're core in all of them and have the ability to scale, then uh, you actually have increased your attractiveness to a corporate client and built a strong business case for them wanting to do business with you and find ways to uh, keep you within their organization as they grow. So the one we're going to talk about today, number seven, is product development. And what I mean by product development is your offering. It does not matter whether or not you have a product such as a widget or a service. You could have a a professional service or a janitorial service or um, a staffing service or uh, a whole range of consulting service, a whole range of services, but it doesn't matter. Uh, whether you're offering a product, something, uh, a widget, or a service, what we're talking about with regard to product development is your offering. So, what do I mean when I say you need to be core in this? Well, there's a couple of things. One, you need to have some type of subject matter expertise around this even if you uh, purchased a franchise or if you purchased a business or something you need to have something that uniquely identifies why your company is better at providing this product or service than your competitor or anyone else that a corporate client could purchase the pro- uh, the product or service from and you need to be able to be able to explain and clear, concise, understandable terms, the value that the customer is going to derive or receive from procuring or using your product service, product and or service. And more specifically, the long term value. Now we've had a whole host of conversations around total cost. So part of your subject matter expertise has to include what is the actual cost above and beyond the purchase price? What is the actual cost of using this? Your expertise has to include the um, expected life. Um, How much how long should a client expect to get benefit from your product or service? What are the implications of your product and service on the direct activity that they're using it for and potential indirect activities so that when you have these conversations 
with a corporate client, they hear you talk about those three things. They go, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. We've had that problem before. You're addressing some issues we haven't raised. Or they'll come with, you, you, you understand our business. Okay, we, 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 we see you know what you're doing. So we, we're more inclined to listen further to understand exactly how it is we can make this work uh, because you're helping us with a problem that no one else has been able to help us with. So when you start talking about product development, you've got the first dimension of, you know, are you a subject matter expert? And can you talk to your about your product in a way that a customer looks at it and sees beyond today? They see how using your product helps them tomorrow and going forward. And then the second thing is in your subject matter expertise. Can you start speaking to what you see coming down the road in the space for your product or service or in your industry or in your field or in your commodity or in your category so you know if you said that um well in this case let's just say oftentimes you have a good indicator just being a business person about things going on in the marketplace and how it's going to impact you you can look at regulatory impact. You can look at the economy, whether you think interest rates are going up or going down. You can look at um, your supply chain and whether or not you think there's going to be a shortage of um, uh, components you need to go into a piece of equipment or a labor shortage because of the, the current job market that we're in in the United States. You can start forecasting what, what does that actually mean to your product, your ability to deliver it, and as such, what are the longer-term implications of that to your client? And that makes you a valued member of their team. That makes you a critical part of their supply chain process, and that makes you uh, core to what it is they're trying to do so that you can assist in their planning process. So when we talk about being core in product development, it is your understanding of how you are bringing your product or service to market, what it takes to pull your, your, your business acumen, your sophistication, what you are doing internally to make sure that you've got a product that can meet your customer's requirements. And oftentimes, if you're talking about a service business, it speaks to things like what is the level of training um, workforce training that you're doing or continuous education training that you're doing for your employees to make sure that um, they, they are competitive in the marketplace. Uh, one of the biggest threats of a service business is that you have a competitor that has a, a workforce that's better trained than yours so that they are now delivering a higher level of service, a higher level of performance at lower total cost. So when you start looking at what are the things that you have to do just to ensure that you have a competitive product that you're putting into the market, 
Uh, these are just things that you have to do to stay in business. But when you become core at it and you are on top of your game, then that translates into what we we're talking about a moment ago, your ability to translate that into the additional or increased value that your customer is going to receive. And of course, uh, another part of product development, especially when you're dealing with large corporate clients, is this need for continuous improvement. I, I, it's always amazing to me if you, uh, I don't know if you go into any department store and you just take a, 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 a an item, you, you may not even buy, buy them anymore, but uh, if you start looking at things like a three pair, uh, a three pair pack of socks or something like that, and there are certain places you go and you go, my goodness, uh, a, a, a three pack is about the exact same price as they were five years ago. Or uh, if they're not the same price as they were five years ago, it's like, well, wait a minute. I remember it used to be a three pack, but it's a five pack or a five pack or a seven pack. And now that's about the price that I used to pay four or five years ago. And you go, well, wait a minute, what's going on there? And you start understanding that manufacturing techniques have improved with automation and a whole host of things that the cost of making that is actually decreased in a lot of places, whether it's through the global economy or through um, um, automation or improved technology or uh, better uh, raw material uh, sourcing. Uh, once again, through global supply chains, however it may have come about. But, you know, the idea is that somehow or another, compared to the old days where, you know, costs just went up, 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 and up, that no, people are fighting hard to control costs. And that's the pressure that you're going to be under when you start working with corporate clients. You're going to always be under cost pressures. You're going to have cost pressures from um, from uh, them internally looking at ways to lower their their cost of inputs that means the goods and services that they purchase uh, you're gonna have cost pressures from competition somebody coming in saying they can do what you do for less money whether they can or cannot is going to trigger an exercise for your business uh, just to test the market uh, you're going to have cost pressures if there's a downturn in your customer's uh, industry. One of the hardest things I had to do when I was a buyer for an oil company was the price per barrel dropped to eight bucks a barrel. It had been at about uh, 24. It had been at about 24 bucks a barrel for about five or six years. I was in purchasing it dropped down to eight. And we actually had to go to our entire supplier base and ask for uh, a cost reduction. So I had to bring in all of my contractors. Uh, I Let's see, I had about uh, some 30 or 40 different contracts that I was managing at that time. And I had to call them in and said, we need, uh, we need a price rollback. And sure enough, I was being measured by management on my ability to effectively negotiate a sufficient cost rollback for each and every one of those contracts uh, so that we could actually meet our cost goals going through. Uh, through that period until the price per barrel rose, uh, in which case it was a reasonably sustained period of time. So we 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 uh, we had to do that for about a year and a half. But 
you know, that that's the reality of what happens when you're when you're in this space. Doesn't matter, you know, if uh, Ford or GM's not selling cars, if uh, Macy's or Dillard's are having a a, a bad winter, um, you know, it, if if uh, Facebook or Google or Microsoft or Dell or Hewlett Packard or whatnot aren't selling computers, I mean, the the you know the 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 problem is real. Doesn't really matter where the where which industry you're you're, you're looking at with a handful of exceptions but you're going to always have this constant need for uh, continuous improvement and what that means to product development is that uh, you also will need to demonstrate to your corporate clients that you have cost improvement initiatives that are built into your product development process uh, and that can take a number of different Forms it can uh, be whether whether you're adding features you, you're adding more features at the same cost um, or uh, additional features at a cost not as much as your competitors um, or you're you know extending the useful life or you're increasing the um, capability of 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 your 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 workforce to do different things you're just going to find that your product development process uh, the more you can describe what it is that you do why it is that your core at product development how that translates into increased value for your customers and you can show them how it impacts them immediately and long term that is going to differentiate you compared to the competition in the eyes of your customer and yes this is important it does tell a customer a lot about you and your ability to run your business uh, in this case, yes, you will have to have this to make money. Um, if you try and do this one, and, I, and I've seen it happen so many times, where somebody comes in, for lack of a better phrase, with a Me Too product, they're offering something that anybody else uh, can offer, then your business will continue to be uh, shopped. Your, your product, your commodity, will be out for bid so frequently and your margins will be beat down because somebody, as a friend of mine likes to say, there's always somebody out there willing to go out of business faster than you. Meaning, somebody will always lower the price. Somebody always believes that they can sell something for less money, get their foot in the door, and then uh, try and figure out how to how to how to make the money back uh, back up some way or another. And you know, we all know that yep they can't do it for that amount of money but from the client's point of view um they may or may not know that they may or may not have us enough sophistication to figure that out and not award the contract in the first place but even if they don't then you've lost that business and you're trying to figure out what you're going to do to replace that business until they do figure it out so what you want to do is Avoid putting your business in that position in the first place. And that's why you need to have uh, a product development 
you need to have product development as one of your core business processes. It says, I know my business, I'm minding the shop. By minding the shop, it means that we know what we do, uh, we, we are competent in it, we invest in what we do uh, as a main portion of our business, and we are continuing to work on this to make sure that it meets the needs, the current and anticipated needs of our customers. So uh, product development is huge and it needs to be one of your core business processes. So uh, if you have any questions on that, by all means, let me know. And let's see our next one. Number eight. We're, we're getting to the finish now. We only have uh, what three more to go. Product service delivery, accounting management, uh, technology management. You're going to love these last three. Last three are actually quite, quite, are about as important as uh, actually the, 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 the seven that we've gone through. Uh, and all of these are, if you recall what we talked about in episode 48, all of these help to make sure that you do not exhibit the signs of being a prima donna business. If uh, this is your first episode and you're just tuning in trying to figure out what what that means, go back and listen to episode 48. You'll appreciate that. Uh, I've had a prima donna business at one point or another. We all have, so you probably want to listen to that and want to make sure you avoid the traps of having a prima donna business. But... Uh, please go to www.blueprintpros.com and get on our email list to stay up to date on new episodes and other exciting news. Or leave me a message. Let me know what you think. And if there are other topics you want me to cover, I may feature your comment in an upcoming episode. And by all means, please share our podcast with your friends and colleagues uh, as well. Stay tuned. We do have some uh, special uh, announcements coming up in the uh, next few episodes. So uh, keep listening. This is Randall Dobbins, and I'll see you on the other side. <laughs>